Hey everyone, it's time for another live look at the astrology. My name is Katie Sweetman, and this is your look at the astrology for April 25th through May 1st, 2022. So starting a little bit late, hopefully you all are having a great start to your week. We've got a lot to talk about because it's eclipse season. And, and to be fair, uh, we've been in eclipse season since I would say the start of April. Um, eclipse season, you could say it begins with that first uh, eclipse of the of the pair, or sometimes there's there's three, and we're actually going to have three eclipses this season. But I, you know, you start to see eclipses come in even upwards to a month or so before, which sounds a little silly because you're thinking time. It should be around the time of the eclipse. But that's the thing about eclipse energy is that it sometimes manifests before or after. It's sort of this energy that is outside of our uh, linear time. And many of you probably were starting to feel these eclipse energies even back in February, because February was the midpoint between the eclipses of November, December, but also the eclipses to come in April and May. And that's why I told everybody, pay attention to what's going on in February of 2022, because in many ways, thematically, it's giving us an insight to the larger story uh, that we're going to be working through in 2022. And sometimes, to, you know, to that point about eclipse energy coming in sooner, you know, last month when we had the uh, you know the moon come into Taurus, or even this past weekend, you know, the, the moon was in Aquarius, and Aquarius is what's called a fixed sign, and it was activating all this energy of the eclipses. So what I'm trying to say is that the pivots, the shifts, the movements, that feeling that maybe you're even feeling now that something's about to change, maybe you've already been feeling it and, and didn't quite uh, bring it or connect it to the eclipses. So more on that in a moment. Um, I see some familiar faces in the chat. Do say hello if you're watching live, even if you are not watching live, because uh, I know some of you watch on Instagram or you watch on YouTube or Spotify or even here on Facebook after the fact. But let me know where you're watching from. I love the fact that this is a global audience. It makes my Sagittarius rising really happy. Um, but yeah, we have got so much to talk about. And first, I've got two uh, events coming up. Um, I've got a Eclipse webinar on April 28th, so Thursday, at least here in the East Coast United States, Thursday, April 28th, 8 p.m. Eastern. I'm doing about a 90 minute, tends to go over a webinar. It's a look at eclipses, the power of eclipses, what these eclipses mean for you, but sort of this new story that we are in now that the uh, lunar nodes, yeah, the lunar nodes, they are what eclipses, uh, make eclipses happen. Now that the lunar nodes are in Taurus and Scorpio as of mid-January of 2022. So, I'm just trying to get you all ready because eclipses, the, when people come to me as an astrologer and they're like, Katie, what's going to happen to me? First of all, I don't know. Um, that's sort of the misconception about astrology. It's like, I don't know what's going to happen to you. But 
What I can tell you is the time in your life, and eclipses are one of the major um, drivers of the time in your life. And despite their reputation, because they can sort of uh, make your star go up, make your star go down, metaphorically speaking, but they do occur with the major transits or the major milestones of our lives. You know, this could be a move, it could be a birth, it could be a marriage, it could be uh, a, a big change in your professional life. So not always bad things, despite Eclipse's fearsome reputations. But yes, I'm doing a webinar. Um, of course, you can watch it on the replay. And, and I do a webinar every Eclipse season. And you can watch it on the replay if you can't join live, because I know many of you are elsewhere in the world. And you know, 12, 14, 16 hours ahead of me in the United States, at least. So then on Saturday, same day as the eclipse, I'm doing a new moon uh, circle. So this idea of creating sacred space, connecting to the energies and connecting to the archetypes of Taurus, which we'll talk about more uh, when we go through each sign. Um, but the archetype of Taurus is about abundance, fertility, it's our, our material lives, it's the container for everything. And we sort of with Taurus being the first earth sign, it's about stability and security. And that's going to be a big keyword during this eclipse season, because we are having eclipses in Taurus and Scorpio. These are what are called the money signs, uh, signs that are about resource and value and worth, and also in Scorpio, this idea of wealth, but also the wealth that comes from doing the deep work, which is not always fun, but absolutely necessary. I'm saying this as a Scorpio myself. And, and speaking of which, I'll just reintroduce myself. My name is Katie Sweetman. I'm an astrologer and I'm a psychic medium here in the New York City area. And every week we gather live or uh, not live, uh, to talk about the astrology of the week, but also to look towards these bigger trends and to understand how there's the astrology, which is 50%, and you are the other 50%. And I do bring in in my, in my work with my clients, my psychic medium work, um, and it's not necessarily about predicting what's going to happen to you when your spirit guides come in. It's about your growth and evolution as a soul, which is what your guides are more interested in than, and, you know, what sort of sandwich you're going to have for lunch. But anyway, um, let's look at the astrology this week. Yes, like I said, uh, two events. Um, the links are in the show notes, or you can look at them on my website, poweringastrology.com. So yes, let's look at the astrology for uh, April 25th through May 1st, 2022. Um, first, let's talk about Venus. So, and, and as I record this on Monday, April 25th, it's kind of this kind of a sleepy Pisces, um, Pisces moon day. Um, in fact, we have five planets in Pisces today. Say that fast three times. Um, we got the Pisces moon, we got Venus in Pisces. Venus is going to be out of Pisces by the beginning of May. Mars is also in Pisces, Jupiter is in Pisces, and Neptune is in Pisces. That is a lot of Pisces. So, you're thinking, wait a second, I'm not a Pisces, how is this relevant to me? Well, it's relevant to you because you are all 12 signs. Your sun 
is just in one of those signs. So you could be thinking, well, I'm a Gemini. What's, what's Pisces for me? Well, in, in this case, it's your career sign. But what it's saying from a sort of time, and I, I think I said that earlier, astrology is about time. What time is it in your life? The structure of time, how you're living time, how you're growing and evolving through this uh, symbolic and metaphoric time. It's like we have a bunch of hands on the clock that are pointing towards Pisces. Well, Pisces for Taurus season, those hands are pointed towards the 11th hour, and the 11th hour symbolically, the 11th house in astrology symbolically is about friends and community. It's our social circle. But it's also this reminder that Pisces has a big, well, Pisces, yes, but also Taurus does have this big heart and it wants to be of service to humanity and it wants to help. And I think right now, you know, we are, you know, searching our souls a little bit with all this Pisces energy. You know, Pisces is a very existential sign. It's the last sign of the zodiac. And its job is to bridge us from one life to the next, from one world to the next. And, and in that liminal space of Pisces, we have to sort of, account for things. We have to look within and, and figure out what do we stand for? What do we believe in? What's our truth? Except with Pisces, it's, it's an internal search. So to have so many planets in Pisces, it is a call for us to go in um, more deeply or take a nap because Pisces is the sign of sleep. Um, use a nap myself but yeah there's all this Pisces energy and it's and it's sort of like looking at the clock right now and it's Taurus hour Taurus time Taurus season but seeing all these hands on the clock pointed towards Pisces so we're, we're this week you know as we prepare for the solar eclipse on April 30th we're we're looking inward but we're also looking outward we're looking towards humanity. We're looking towards sort of our bigger beliefs and, and community and our, our part in the greater social fabric and the things that really we feel are important and maybe even social causes. But then on the other level, there is that very spiritual, ethereal side to Pisces. And Venus, which is the ruler of Taurus season, is in Pisces. So it's sort of giving this sheen, this glamour, this veneer of beauty to Taurus season, but it's sort of this immaterial, you know, beauty. Taurus as an earth sign, it's so much about the things we own, the things that we can touch, you know, so even the, the intangible things like value and, and money, which is often uh, intangible these days. It's a number on a computer screen. But what's behind it? You know, it's, is it stuff for stuff's sake? Or is it stuff because it, it it connects to something more or makes us feel good about ourselves or it has a social conscience or it, it, it feeds our soul as, as much as our, it feeds our lives or maybe it's just the balance between our physical lives and our non-physical lives. So, you know, this this Monday and even Tuesday with the moon in Pisces, there's just so much uh, pointed towards Pisces and that's going to start to shift when the sun goes into Aries on Wednesday, April 27th. But my point is, is that Venus is starting to round out its time in Pisces. And as it does, it's meeting up with Neptune and it's meeting up with Jupiter. Uh, the Venus-Jupiter conjunction happens later this week. In fact, the same day as the solar eclipse, April 30th. But first, it makes a conjunction to Neptune, which is April 27th. And it kind of creates a little bit of a haze with the astrology this week, as, as big deal as it is on the, on the eve 
of the solar eclipse, I think that there is a call for us to not neglect our soul, our spirit, whatever you want to call it, that inner part of ourselves. Maybe we're meditating, maybe we're reevaluating things and sort of looking um, at the at our lives and sort of weighing, okay, well, is this truly a value in the great scheme of things? Is this truly a value? Should I invest my time, my money, my energy in something? And I think, you know, Venus Neptune on, on sort of a superficial level can be very beautiful. It sort of kind of creates this glamour. And I think it is an invitation for us to create space for beauty this week. Then Venus uh, starts to prepare to get out of Pisces. It won't do that. I think it's like May 2nd. Um, so that's next week's agenda. Um, when Venus does change signs, it does change the energy of Taurus season. That means we're going to be pointed more towards Aries. Um, so it's like we're kind of in a little bit of this liminal space. Um, then we have on Friday, April, what is that, 29th, Mercury goes into Gemini. So Mercury, it's been over in Taurus. Um, if you were to look at the sky, everything is pretty much bunched up in Capricorn, Aquarius, which where Saturn is. Um, then we have the four planets in Pisces. The moon is there for part of this week. And then we have Mercury. It's been in Taurus. Uranus has been in Taurus. Chirons and, and Aries and and things are going to start to move but everything's concentrated in one part of the sky um, but Mercury is going to go into Gemini the sign that it calls home so when Mercury's in Taurus it typically takes its time to come to an agreement or a choice it wants to weigh its options it wants to make the stable choice the safe choice when Mercury goes into Gemini, it typically it picks up the pace. It needs fast, it needs quick, it needs stimulation, it needs new ideas. Um, but Mercury will go retrograde. That's the irony. Mercury will go retrograde um, later this month, in, in May. I think it's going to be 10th. So it's sort of picking up speed metaphorically, but then also slowing down in the sky. But we're going to see a little bit of shift um, you know, as we start to get some new um, signs in the mix since we're sort of bunched up in one area. The other thing happening this week, in addition to a solar eclipse, is that Pluto turns retrograde. So we've got Pluto retrograde this week, an eclipse, and then an eclipse that's picking up on the energy of Uranus and Taurus. So Pluto and, and Uranus are what are called evolutionary planets. Their job is to get us to grow and evolve by any means possible. So even though there's this energy of Pisces and we're like, ooh, Pisces, that's nice, that's neat. We can't neglect the fact that we've got two major outer planets. I mean, I guess they're all, they're all major outer planets um, really pushing at the narrative this week. So Pluto retrograde, and we're really feeling this all week long. It's not just Friday when Pluto, Pluto turns retrograde at 28 degrees of Capricorn. It's sort of pulling at the shadow. And if this is a new term for you, you have to understand that we are conscious, subconscious, and unconscious to varying degrees. And this is why I say like the astrology is 50%, you are the other 50%. Well, that the astrology interfaces with your conscious, your subconscious, and your unconscious. And Pluto's job is to pull things out of the unconscious so that you can see it 
transform it and and grow and evolve whether it's on the level of the self the psyche or the soul depending on what you believe in um and so this week there's a subtext to our experiences it's not just about dot 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 and typically pluto pulls at the uncomfortable emotions especially the ones that we don't want to admit that they're inside whether it's an old shame anger the things that you know like oh that's you know i'm I'm not allowed to feel that i'm not allowed to feel my anger well pluto can sometimes bring it up or it can show up in people in your life that person is maybe mirroring the anger that you haven't acknowledged is inside of you or the shame or the emotions or the fears and so that's where we have this current of energy happening the psychic force um all week long and then you know i will be at this Pluto turns retrograde at 28 degrees of Capricorn. Um, for those that know your astrology, we're starting to get to the end of Pluto's time in Capricorn, which is kind of bananas if you think about it, because Pluto first went into Capricorn in January of 2008. Yes, 2008. So Pluto typically, well, not typically, it has a very irregular orbit. It, it, it spends minimum 11 years in a sign, Scorpio, which I think is proof of a benevolent universe and benevolent God, whatever you want to call it, because the fact that Pluto spends the least amount of time in Scorpio is a blessing to us all. Sorry, that's inside astrology humor. Um, But Pluto does spend 16 years in Capricorn. It's going to spend 20 years in Aquarius, by the way. Um, That's another topic for another time. Um, But it's starting to get to the end of Capricorn. And in 2022, it's the last full year that Pluto is in Capricorn. Because Pluto is going to spend 2023 and 2024 going in and out of Pluto and Capricorn. So there's something about 2022 that represents sort of the end of this story that we've been working on since 2008 and 2009. If you are a cardinal sign, I'm talking to my Aries, um, my Cancers, my, geez, Libras, and my, my Capricorns, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And for many of you, 2008, 2009, and even 2010, 2011, um, when Uranus went into Aries, these were pivotal and, and sometimes very challenging years. So, Keep in mind that now here we are, 14 years later, Pluto is nearing the end of Capricorn. So it's going to go back, gosh, I can't remember what degree it goes back to. I think it goes goes back to 26 Capricorn. And then by March of 2023, it does its first, um, what we say in astrology, ingress into, into Aquarius. Um, Pluto has not been in Aquarius since the 1790s, um, 1780s, 1790s. So um, that's a fun fact, but that's a, that's a whole other topic for a whole other time. But really the main event this week is a solar eclipse in Taurus. So I talked a little bit about this last week because the sun went into Taurus. It was the start of Taurus season. And I'm like, hey, get ready, guys. We're going to have a solar eclipse. But the main point that I believe that I made last week is that go back and think about 2018-2019 and why because in May 15th of 2018 Uranus went into Taurus for the first time in, in 80 odd years and then it left in November of 2018 it's back in Taurus in March of 2019, where it remains for another six more years. And we're sort of at the middle of this story. 
So Uranus is about awakenings. It's an outer planet just like Pluto. Its job is to get us to grow and evolve by any means possible, but it does it differently than Pluto. Pluto holds a mirror to us, and sometimes it's not easy to look in that mirror. But Uranus's job is to get us to awaken, to, to break from the things, the relationships, the patterns, the situations that keep us small, imprisoned or in in something that's not truly us and and for for many of us um this week and even going into next week it's a crisis of radical authenticity who am i question mark question question mark am i this job this home this relationship this 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 that because uranus wants you to be you and that's why Uranus has this reputation for turning everything upside down and, and shaking us inside out in this sort of need to get back to us because we're humans and we have free will and sometimes we get very far away from us. So this is why I want you all to go back and think about May of 2018, March of 2019, you know, May, June-ish, uh, um, March, April-ish of 2019, um, and to see what was going on because that's the start of a story. And it's the start of a story that here we are three, four years later in 2020, 2022, that story galvanizes, meaning it, it sort of activates, comes to a head. And for many of you, and I know I, I say the story over and over again, um, up until March of 2019, there's that month, I was not self-employed. I was not a full-time astrologer. I was working in IT. And there came a moment in 2018 where the universe was like, what are you doing? This is not what you came here on this planet to do. This work or whatever, no, nothing against where I was. It's not, it's, not, it's not your shape. It's not your size. It's not, you know, it's not you. And so here, we're going to shake everything up. So fast forward, 2019, March of 2019, even though I am an astrologer and I, and I know the astrology, I didn't pick the date, it picked me. And I left my career of 20 years to do this. And then I think it was like June of 2019, I did my first Facebook Live, which I actually realized today, I was like, oh, well, that's the energy. Because up until that point, I was terrified of public speaking, terrified of putting my face out there. Well, here I am every week. Um, but the point is, is that I had to be me, whatever that is. It's a feeling, it's something that's inside. You have to be you. You have to discover what that feeling is. So here we are three, four years later, and we have a solar eclipse in Taurus at 10 degrees of Taurus. Guess where Uranus is right now? Uranus is at 14 degrees, sort of at the midpoint of the sign. But if you know your astrology, that's what's called a four degree orb. That's pretty close. But even if it were farther away, I would say we're having a solar eclipse in the same sign, same room, as Uranus, this very revolutionary energy, this energy that sort of turns on the proverbial lights that shows us things about ourselves and pushes us to make a radical change. And depending on where Uranus is in your chart, you quite possibly have seen major changes, especially if you are a Taurus, a Leo, a Scorpio, or an Aquarius. So those are the what are called the four fixed signs, Taurus is a fixed sign. This is why I keep saying every week, uh, the fixed signs are not so fixed right now. 
fixed energy is exactly as it sounds. It's, it wants to keep things fixed. It wants to keep things rock solid, stable, and grounded. And that's fantastic. We need that energy. Otherwise, life is chaos. But then you have all, you, know, you have Saturn and Aquarius right now. You have Uranus and Taurus right now. You have eclipses uh, in Taurus. We're going to have a lunar eclipse in Scorpio on May 16th, right opposite my sun. I'm so excited. Um, and so this is a time when all that fixed energy is shaking. So check up on your fixed friend, your fixed sign friend, see how they're doing. Um, but that energy is somewhere in your astrology, which we will discover if you don't know already. Uh, where that is in your astrology chart based on your sun sign or your rising sign. Of course, this is a very general overview, um, but you're probably going to start to recognize some themes. And your homework is to think about what is this eclipse trying to reveal to me? Now, this eclipse is in Taurus. Taurus, by its nature, is about stability, security, fertility, abundance, pleasure, creature comforts, resources, having a roof over our head, food, feeling that sense of safety and stability that all of our human needs, and we do have human needs, are taken care of. So with an eclipse, it's a, it's a new chapter to reach for those things, to bring them into our lives, but we have to do it very differently than we've been, but we've been doing it before. And that's the sort of the demand of Uranus at this time. So let's go through the 12 signs so you all know what your uh, your homework is and your marching orders are for this week and even next week. And, and, and quite frankly, you, you've already been going through this since 2018 and 2019 in varying shades. It's just if, if astrology is a story, if life is a story, then this is the part of the story where the plot gets really interesting. In 2022, we do have two more eclipses in October and November of this year. So these are sort of these bookends in 2022 where life's going to get a little interesting. So let's go through the 12 signs. Of course, you can listen for your rising sign um, in addition to your sun sign. I think they are both really good starting points. I know sometimes people are like, oh, sun signs, but you know what? They work. They work for a reason. So Aries. Aries, so Taurus is your second sign of money, income, material stability, material security, everything that we've been talking about because you have what's called a natural chart. So over the last four years, you've had to really shift your relationship with money, either how you literally earn a living, your sort of um, sort of that sort of emotional or that spiritual connection to stability and security knowing your worth, knowing your value. Um, and this is the thing, and, and I'm just using this as an example, Aries. If if you're somebody that has a really skewed sense of self-worth and value, and Uranus is like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> this, is, this is not who you are. This is not what you're really worth. Here, let me help. So this is not all negative stuff. This is about growth and evolution, but also facing the parts of ourselves where something is out of alignment. It, could be that we are putting time and money into something that's not feeding us, not supporting us, or we're earning a living in a way that really works against us, not for us. But for some people, this uh, this solar eclipse is a time when all the work over the past few years, and you now got to like put it in action and maybe you know make that change in your professional life or make that change in something in you know what you own or what you value what you invest in what you purchase and 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 have your life be 
you know, fit you, for example. So this is hopefully something Aries that's already making sense. This eclipse, by the way, does point towards Pisces, which is your 12th sign. And it's sort of this comment, Aries, it's like, I don't care, like, if it's the best thing in the world, it's the fanciest and most expensive thing in the world, better feed your soul. Because at the end of the day, um, as much as Taurus is about our material lives, and you know, with all the energy that's in Pisces, it's sort of this reminder that you can't take it with you. So make sure that, that you invest in the time and the things that don't just nourish your physical life, but also nourish something beyond this life. Because whether it's emotions or memories or these sort of um, intangible stuff that we that that feeds our spirit, and our spirit is what leaves this physical life but you know of course we have physical bodies we have to take care of it enjoy yourself aries make a beautiful life um but just make sure that it's your beautiful life not somebody else's idea of a beautiful life taurus my fixed sign taurus happy birthday by the way and hopefully you were taking notes when in the introduction because um You've been in a state of transformation, awakening, reinvention, um, going off in all sorts of crazy directions for the past three, four years. By your nature, Taurus, and this is this is a wonderful thing, not a criticism, you don't want to change because your job is to create stability and security, which means not rocking the boat. But you have this planet, Uranus, and it's going to be here until 2025, 2026, that's saying that something has to shift. And I'm pretty sure if you go back and you look at your life, Taurus, as it was in 2018, you probably see uh, light years or some bit of distance um, between now and then. Now, if you are a Taurus and you're like, well, my life is the same, Katie. And I'm like, well, is it really? <laughs> is it really after the past couple of years? Um, but no, but seriously, but like if you feel stuck, this is your moment, Taurus, to use this energy to really get out of your comfort zone, to do the thing that you know you need to do but maybe you haven't been doing it because it goes against that fear, that inner instinct that if I make a change, I'm not safe. Well, maybe you need to redefine what safety and stability is right now. To have an eclipse in your sign, it says that over the next six to 12 months, something key about your life is gonna change. Not necessarily a negative thing, but it's sort of this new hour, new time, new chapter. New people are coming in, um, it's about relationships, it's about you, and it's about your life pivoting in a new direction. Now, just remember, Taurus, you had a solar lunar eclipse in your sign back on November 19th. So this, in a way, threads back to that preview that you got six months ago. But life is probably going to start moving very quickly, which is maybe a little bit not quite how Taurus uh, likes to, to move. It likes to kind of take its time and to graze. Nothing wrong with that. But I will say, uh, Taurus, that the last time we had eclipses in Scorpio and Taurus was 2013, 2014. Previous to that was 2003. Um, so that's sort of these moments in time and that inner way are linked. Um, that's for your own reflection. The thing that's different this time is that Uranus is in your sign. Powerful new beginnings. Um, you're already living them. And then of course, to know exactly the level of new beginning, that's where your own particular astrology comes in. Gemini. 
Taurus is what's called your 12th sign. So you're in a little bit of a different place than the other signs because when things are going down in your 12th, you don't see them. It's The 12th is the part of your astrology chart that talks about your non-manifested world, which I, maybe that sounds like a mouthful, but the, our non-manifested world is our dreams. It's our intuition. It's sort of that time when we sleep, we rest, we go within, we retreat. And it's a necessary function of life, but it means that the this all this activity is happening in a place that you don't readily see. Now, for some Geminis, this is a wonderful new opportunity for them to enrich their spiritual lives, to sort of commit to going within, to spend time alone. The 12th is a very solitary place, and I mean that in the best possible way, although we can sometimes feel a little lonely in the 12th. But to have an eclipse in the 12th also from a very traditional standpoint, it says it's time over the next six months to rest and recuperate. Maybe you need to rest and recuperate. If it's not a physical rest or recuperation, it's certainly a spiritual rest and a recuperation. And I've been saying this, um, I know that Saturn is in what's called your ninth. So there's sort of this interplay that's been happening between your 12th and your ninth. And it's a little bit of a deep existential time for you, Gemini. And so to that point, as much as you are searching outwardly to understand the world, to know what you believe in, to know what you stand for, your truth, your convictions, don't neglect your inner world. And since the 12 also talks about the unconscious, it can mean that something that's previously unseen in your unconscious is something that you can now see. Don't rush with this eclipse. Um, take your time, rest, recharge, really start to think and answer the best that you can these deeper existential questions, because sort of the body, mind and soul question interplay is something that's going to be very uh, key with these eclipses throughout this year. Cancer. Cancer, Aquarius, I mean, Cancer, uh, Taurus is what's called your 11th sign. So where you've been seeing a lot of the changes have been happening in your social circle. And maybe when you look back at 2018, 2019, your social circle is very different. The idea is that the people who are now coming into your life, they are people who are in the way, in a, in a way, um, the energy and the archetype of Uranus. Now, Uranus is is like prometheus it brings fire it brings light to where there wasn't fire or light before so maybe you have people in your life that challenge your views or challenge you to see things differently or open your eyes to the world in a way that your eyes were not opened back in 2018 2019 and so maybe you're getting involved in groups or groups activities um Uranus also helps you to see the future, help you to understand the, the bigger concepts and, and social circles and abstract ideas and social causes, humanita humanitarian themes. Um, it's so much about looking outward right now, but even though friends and community, that's obviously a very much more closer to your life than something like social causes, humanitarian issues, but it is a time when it's about awakening to the world an awakening to your place in the world. And with new ideas and new futures, I do know that you've been doing a lot of deep work, Cancer, in 2022, 2021. Maybe it's time for you to have a very different view of your future and what's possible for your future than maybe you did even at the beginning of 
this year. Um, but do um, make sure you sort of nourish your friendships, make new friendships, and know that this is a time when the people coming into your life are just trying to open your eyes. Leo. Leo, you're a fixed sign. And oh boy, there's all this fun stuff happening in fixed signs right now. So Taurus is what's called your 10th sign. The 10th sign is our career. It's our professional standing. It's our reputation. It's the most public part of your astrology chart. And not every Leo, of course, is going to live it this way. But a lot of Leos have is that there's been some sort of career arc, career shift, career reinvention since 2018, 2019. Something about your professional life may look very different now than it did back in May of 2018, March 2019. To some earlier points I made in the introduction is that you, whatever your professional life is, you, if, if, you're, if you're writing books, if you're flipping burgers, if you're a, a flight attendant, I don't know, I'm just being silly. It's like, it better be true to you. And that's the thing about being a Leo or a Leo rising is that it's so much about the expression of individuality and the expression of self. And I realize that we don't always have the luxury to do what we want in our professional lives. And sometimes we just have to get a paycheck. So how do you bring joy into the world or bring joy, creativity, passion, fun, you into your professional life? And for some Leos, this has been this time to really be yourself and to make a career change that really reflects who you truly are. Now, I'm not a Leo, not even, not even Leo rising, but I do have a major planet in Leo and, and I can really relate to the statement because it really did create a massive career shift in, in 2019 when I left IT to do astrology. People thought I was crazy. Um, but uh, sometimes we have to take that leap of faith. But a couple things may be happening for you, Leo. Either it is the career 180 um, or it's a time when whatever you're doing in the world, you now have to do it bigger. Because to be a Leo um, or a Leo rising means that you have to shine like the sun and we can't contain the sun. The sun is here to nourish us, to inspire us, to, to, to be sort of that light, that passion. And on some level, Leo, you are here to do the same for all of us, to be that light, to be that passion, to be that inspiration. If you are burnt out, Leo, how do you tend to that, for example? But Uranus energy is a bit uh, unpredictable, and certainly with an eclipse, it's sort of the the seesaw of life goes up, it goes down. You know, maybe really out of out of left field opportunities come in for you. Maybe things that you never thought were possible. Um, don't limit yourself. Really open up to the fullest potential of who you are. But do know, Leo, that something about your career, your professional life, how the world sees you, your role in the world, your ambitions is going to look radically different by 2025 than it does in 2022 or even 2018. 2022 is just one of the juicy parts of the story. So it's the best that you can make this time really juicy and positive in your own way and go out and to do something that's really going to nourish you and by return, nourish the rest of us. Virgo. 
Virgo, this is all happening in what's called your ninth sign. So Taurus is the ninth sign. It's kind of this interesting reminder that Virgo, you are an earth sign. And then the ninth sign is typically an area of the chart that's about ideas, the expression of what you believe in, truth. But the sign that's there is Taurus. So it's sort of this reminder not to get stuck in your beliefs, not to get stuck in sort of the, the, the framework and sometimes limiting framework of what you think is possible and how you see the world. On some level, the past three, four years have been about opening your eyes, opening your eyes to the world, seeing the world differently. Um, it could be something as simple and um, being really silly, like maybe you had a very kind of meat and potatoes diet, and then suddenly you're just like trying everything. There's a sense of openness and curiosity, but the sort of confrontation, because that's what outer planets do, is that you can't keep staying in the same boxes in your life. So go back and look at 2018, 2019, and maybe, you know, May, November, May, November, all the way up till 2021, 2022, because it's really trying to get you to educate yourself differently, travel differently. I realized travel has been kind of a funny thing the past couple of years, but there is that need to re-examine um, and also to step out of things that just don't define you. In fact, they confine you. Um, on some level, you know, maybe this is about going back to school, education, um, and maybe the way that you're utilizing these eclipses is to, to do that, to maybe even, you know, like I've had clients that go to med school in their 40s. So it's never too late. Um, so maybe you're thinking about going to school, back to school or finishing a degree or doing something that's very different than maybe what you started your whole degree process with, because this part of the chart is about higher education. But I think on some level, this is really about you breaking out of something because, you know, that earth energy typically wants to create form, um, which is great until it's not great. Um, so don't be stubborn right now. And your Taurus energy can be a bit stubborn, um, but really uh, question everything that you think is true. And I mean that in the best possible way. Um, and maybe even the things that you thought that you liked and didn't like, and you're like, why do I like this? Well, do you like it because your parents liked it or somebody told you that you were supposed to like it or is, do you actually really like it? Um, and Uranus might actually show you differently. Um, Libra. So Uranus is your eighth sign. So you're one of those signs where this is happening in a place that's not as, let's say, easily seen or dramatic compared to the other signs. The eighth is the part of the astrology chart where we have to go and do the deep work. It's about the deepest parts of the self, the deep self, the psyche, uh, emotions, the, the emotions that are private, the emotions that we only share when we really want to open up to somebody or somebody that we trust, an intimate partner, a counselor, a therapist. Um, but on some level, Uranus is trying to turn on the lights and maybe this has been a shift in your emotional state or your, your psyche or even your sense of who you are on the deepest levels over the last three, four years. And I think, and this is just my feeling, especially because Saturn is in the fifth, that this is a time when you have to look at your inner saboteur. We all have one, that little voice in our head that tells us, 
don't do this. It's not going to work out. You're not good enough. Who, well, who wants this? Why you? Well, you have Saturn in your fifth right now. Of course you. It's about you really getting back in touch and taking yourself, taking your talent seriously. So this is a time where you have to look at how you sell yourself short, how you stop yourself, get in your own way. Um, but on another way of looking at Libra, because this is such an intimate part of your astrology it's like if you sometimes can get very guarded and protected and don't let people in um, how do you break out of that how do you break out of like that shell that doesn't allow you to have that level of trust and intimacy with somebody not just a romantic partner I mean this on, on a lot of different levels but do use this time to really um, do the work you know if you've got that those we all have issues. It's not a judgment, of course. We've got that issue or that self-destruction or something that just you need to break away from the past or some sort of deeper emotion. Know that Uranus is really uh, shining a light on this. And I will say with all the energy that's in Pisces right now, including your planet, Venus, um, this is a time for you to look at the sort of the mind-body um, connection and how maybe something that's happening on a physical level is a manifestation of something emotional that you haven't been looking at or haven't been able to get to. Scorpio, another fixed sign. So you and your fellow fixed signs are not so fixed at the moment. It means life's a bit interesting. The things that you thought would never change have been changing the past couple of years. For you, Scorpio, the energy of this eclipse is centered on relationships. And this picks up a story that's been playing out since 2018-2019, where you have to do relationships differently. Now, Scorpio, by its nature, is a very guarded sign. It's, it's, it's ruled by Mars. It's driven by security. It's like, can I trust this person? Can I not, not trust this person? It's strategy. And so sort of relationships can become transactional. And that's sort of the shadow side of Scorpio. But that said, you've got Uranus blowing things up the past few years. And it's saying that if you want relationship, you've got to first let go. You have to open up. You have to allow people in. And it may have meant that people have come into your life over the past few years who have been the archetype of Uranus. They have been radically different in some way. And this is not, again, just romantic relationships. This is all relationships. But these are people that are typically very different. And, and if we are talking about relationships, maybe you've been single for years, 10 years. I had Scorpio clients been single for 10 years, and now they're, they're, they're dating somebody or even in a committed relationship with somebody who is vastly different than whom they've been with um, the, in the past. So go back and, and look at relationships, Scorpio. How has the story shifted over the past few years? And if you're sort of scratching your head and you're like, Katie, how, do, how does a girl or, or how does a person get a break? Um, use this energy wisely, meaning like be proactive about it, like step outside of your comfort zone. If you are hyper guarded, meaning that's in order for somebody to get in your life, they have to get through the guard tower, the moat, the, the, the crocodiles, the, the retina scan, the bouncers, the, the guard, you know, it, it's going to be really hard for somebody to get in your life. You know, these barriers that we put up are both sometimes physical, but also emotional and spiritual, and, and perhaps for really good reason. 
So Uranus being Uranus reminds Scorpio that it's not an island. It can't do life alone. Here, let me help. And then suddenly people are coming into your life that you never thought would come in. So a new moon in your sign, this just happens to be an eclipse, can speak to over the next 6 to 12 months, there is the start of a major relationship. Maybe there already has been the start of a major relationship because eclipses, being eclipses, they sort of have this you know, thing with time and time's not linear, it's spiral, um, and maybe that relationship has already started. Um, but if it has, again, it has to be very different than before. It could be a serious relationship that comes in, a marriage, committed partnership, whatever people are looking for. Um, typically, having an eclipse in the seventh sign is something that you see when somebody is going through um, a major relationship or marriage. If you are currently in a relationship, do keep in mind that that relationship has had to evolve over the past few years, if this is, of course, a long-term relationship. Um, but whoever you know is in your life right now, um, you know maybe that relationship has to change. It's it's too confining. It's you not you don't have a chance to be yourself, and that's where eclipses being eclipses can sometimes shake up the status quo that's just me being fair warning but with all the energy that's pointed towards your fifth there's so much question about identity self-expression creativity and even romance in this eclipse Sagittarius so Uranus in this eclipse and Taurus is in your sixth sign so if you think back to 2018, 2019, maybe you are seeing some big shifts in your relationship with your body, your relationship with your day-to-day -day life. Maybe you got into 2018, 2019 and started making some big and perhaps quite radical changes in fitness or diet. Maybe you don't eat the same things that you eat before. Maybe you go to the gym. Maybe you started running. That's what happened to me. It's like, I don't run, but why? Oh, oh I guess your is in Taurus now. I'm satirizing. But my point is, is that it's like your relationship with your physicality, your relationship with your physical body has to change. You just can't be divorced from the fact that you are both an emotional being, a spiritual being, but you're also a physical being. And maybe how you treat your body or maybe the foods that you nourish your body with haven't or weren't nourishing. So listening to your body's intelligence, getting grounded, getting rooted, creating structure in your day-to-day -day life, rituals, practice, craft, um, showing up on time, um, maybe even completely turning your schedule upside down. And sometimes um, the fact that you're working from home now, whereas you weren't before, is Uranian enough because that's your whole day-to-day -day life that looks completely different. Um, there is something about the home environment that's activated with these eclipses. Maybe it's doing a lot of cleaning up, organizing, um, shifts in the home environment because you have all these plants of Pisces right now. But by and large, this has been, has been a, an awakening um, with your relationship with your physical body and maybe with the planets in Pisces. It's sort of talking about your emotional relationship with your body and how that is connected to the past, parents, ancestors, the things that we inherit, inherited trauma, even our own trauma, and how do we let that go? Uh, I haven't read the book, but I know clients talk about it often. So there's a book called The Body Keeps Score, and maybe that's part of your work is to sort of look at this, your body from a more holistic perspective and how 
whatever you're feeling physically has deep emotional and spiritual roots. Um, Capricorn. Capricorn, all this is going down in what's called your fifth sign. And the fifth sign is about the self and not the sort of instinctual self that we see, you know, when the sun is in Capricorn, but more of this sort of fleshed out self-expression, what makes you, you. And Capricorn, if you think back to the person, the, the iteration of who you were in 2018 and 2019, you're probably going to see some shifts. And even if your life has turned upside down and maybe even not in the best way. Um, all this is about you getting back to you. There's so many ways in which we can lose ourselves. We can lose ourselves in a relationship, a job. We can lose ourselves in the past, our beliefs, our traumas. And so how do you get back to the spark of life? Well, the fifth is also about passion. And it's a reminder that life needs passion. If you want to know who you are, do the things that make you passionate. I know it sounds luxurious, but it's an absolute necessity to life. Passion is the root energy for everything. Without passion, we can't create. We can't make something new. We can't make a new chapter. So if you're burnt out, Capricorn, get back to the things that are actually going to nourish you, body, mind, and soul, the things that allow you to express your individuality, your creativity, and that spark of life that lives within us. It's a little bit of an esoteric point. We all have the, the, the spark of the divine. <clears throat> we all have the spark of the divine that lives inside of us, and there's many ways in which we hide it. So how do we let Uranus open that up so it can be revealed? But I think that, you know, especially with Pluto turning retrograde this week, it's a bit of a intense time to be a Capricorn. You know, I, I was like, when is Capricorn going to get a break? Um, between Pluto and Capricorn, uh, Saturn, square Uranus, uh, it's, there's a lot of psychic pressure on Capricorn. And maybe it's just a simple reminder, Capricorn, to do the things that make you feel you. It's, it's sort of, it's, it, Capricorn's a sign that's so driven typically by duty and obligation that it sometimes forgets some simple things, some simple pleasure. But yes, it's been an intense time for Capricorn. So take care of yourself, Capricorn. Treat yourself well. Um, if a lot of emotions are coming up right now, um, how do they signal uh, or show you something that you haven't been looking at? And maybe something that's been in the way of you being you. Aquarius, my final fixed sign. Aquarius, um, all this solar eclipse, Taurus season, um, it's all happening in what's called your fourth sign. So the fourth sign of anybody's astrology chart talks about the roots and the foundation. So this is a part that supports your life. So that sounds like it's actually pretty important because it is. It's the, the part that really supports everything. And to have a solar eclipse there means that on some level over the next six to 12 months, you're going to see some sort of big notable change in your home environment. It could be a move. That's a very classic way in which a solar eclipse or even, even lunar eclipse can manifest in the fourth. Um, there's a move, there's a change in the household. Somebody moves in, somebody moves out. This can include the birth of children. Um, certainly the birth of a child is a change in the household. But do keep in mind that 
Uranus has been in this sign since 2018-2019 and a lot and a lot of Aquariuses that have made big moves. They've moved across country. That's not to say every Aquarius, but sometimes that move is internal and maybe sometimes it needs to be internal because if this is a part of the chart that talks about your roots and your, your foundation, sometimes that's literal and sometimes that's metaphoric. So how do you get back to you? How do you get back to the things that really nourish your life, that make you feel safe and stable and secure? Sort of the analogy about the fourth and what's called the IC, one of the four angles, um, is that it's like you live in a pot of soil your whole life. And that soil, it, it it's filled with things. It's filled with the past. It's filled with mom and dad. It's filled with ancestors. It's filled with sometimes suffering and maybe we need to replant ourselves someplace so for some Aquariuses it's my dog for some Aquariuses that's a very um, apt metaphor for other Aquariuses that that it's, it's an internal move it's a physical move um, but on another level really taking care of your emotional needs and sometimes Aquarius because you're so mentally driven you're, you've got a really big mind Aquarius that sometimes you can sometimes get a little in your your in your mind and not in your body so how do you sort of get back to your feelings your emotions and not try to rationalize everything so if you need something within reason of course like make sure you have you know space and time for it right now but you know it is you know to be fair uranus is in what's called an angular space in the chart and this is a, probably going to be a big year for you and probably capitalizing on some of the bigger changes that happened last year um it is a bit seismic in its potentials and if it needs to be seismic let it be seismic make the changes that are long overdue uh, do not neglect yourself and make sure your home environment whether it's physically home or internally home really supports and nourishes your life Finally, Pisces. Pisces, uh, Taurus is your third sign. So Taurus season, this Taurus solar eclipse talks about new beginnings in your relationship with your voice, how you think, how you listen, and how you learn. On a very superficial level, um, education is very highlighted for you over the next six to 12 months. Maybe you need to get, you know, go back to school, take classes, um, really focus on um, your education and really, you know, thinking about what is it that you know, like, do you take your voice for granted? Do you use your voice? I think Uranus on some level is trying to get you back to your voice. Your voice is two things, it's literally the words out of your mouth, but it's also the energy behind those words and so making sure that your words are actually your words and not anybody else's. But this is a time, you know, especially about education, so travel, there's a need to get curious, to explore. And then on some other level, it is about choices and maybe even radical choices because it's in the third that we weigh our options. We sort of see all the different myriad of potential and directions, but we still have to make choice. And maybe the choice that you thought you were going to make is not the choice you're going to make. Or maybe the things you thought were options, you're, and you're now opening up to brand new options. But with the energy you know, in all these Pisces planets and, and the energy of the eclipse pointing over to Pisces, this is something about a, a new beginning or a new direction. Are you really standing, you know, being in your voice, however you want to define that? So... That is your look 
at the astrology of April 25th through May 1st, 2022. That was your little sneak peek into the solar eclipse in Taurus this week um, on April 30th, um, 10 degrees Taurus, uh, 4.28 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Um, I am doing the Deeper Dive uh, Eclipse webinar um, on April 28th, Thursday, April 28th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, for those for whom that, uh, that time is not great. Of course, you can get the replay. And then, you know, I started doing these new moon circles. We had a lot of fun with the Aries new moon circle. And it's it's a way to sort of feel into the energies instead of thinking our way into the energies and how do we want to use the archetype of Taurus to manifest. And I, and I mean that as, a, as sort of, you know, responsibly, of course, um, but also to create, um, you know, a, a new relationship with our material lives because Taurus is about our material lives. So again, that is your look at the astrology of April 25th through May 1st of 2022. My name is Katie Sweetman. You can follow me online at empoweringastrology.com. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, um, and uh, you can always book a consultation with me. I know many of you are my clients. And then um, also sign up for my newsletter so you can always hear about events. So again, have a wonderful eclipse week. Take care of yourselves and we will touch back uh, again next week. Take care.